Among the saints who are on the earth, the Lord has been wondrous. I beheld the Lord ever before me. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, then healers, helpers, administrators, speakers in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I will show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything that I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in that which is right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Peace be unto you who read. Arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let Look. us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. The Lord said, there was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, full of sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off 
and Lazarus in his bosom. And the man called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me. Send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And the man said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. The man said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, They do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced that someone should rise from the dead. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. Good morning. Sometimes you hear a news story that really strikes you. Do you remember about a year and a half ago when that billionaire paid for all the, gradu uh, all the graduate student loans at Morehouse College? Do you remember that? Back in the spring of 2019, billionaire Robert Smith gave the graduation address at Morehouse College in Atlanta. He offered to pay for all the student debt for the 396 graduates. That was a pretty big bill. Maybe, maybe about $10 million. And Robert Smith has the hope that these graduates will pay it forward one day. That is, he hopes his generosity will spur the graduates to generosity, too. Do you think some of the students will do the same one day on a smaller scale? I think so. This news story struck me because Robert Smith's generosity was so over the top, so magnanimous, and such a wonderful surprise for his students. In today's gospel lesson, of the rich man and Lazarus, St. John Christian called it a parable, by the way. The rich man, as we know, ignored the plight of the poor man, Lazarus. The rich man was certainly in a position to help, but instead he continued to ignore poor Lazarus, who lay at his gate, who, as it says, 
desire to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. That's all. He just wanted the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. But the rich man didn't even do that. The rich man died. He simply died and was buried, as it says in the gospel. With no comment in the gospel about mourners or a funeral or anyone missing him. He just simply died and was then in torment. Unlike Robert Smith, the rich man in today's gospel lesson had no charitable acts to remember him by. The rich man's lack of generosity was something to be forgotten and not something to emulate. He received everything he needed and more from God, but didn't use his gifts the right way. Freely the rich man received, but did he freely give? The rich man did not respond to God's generosity, although he had everything he needed and more. We too have received everything from God. Our minds, our bodies, our material possessions, our families, our homes, our abilities. We received everything from God. Freely we have received. But do we freely give? God's great generosity should lead us to generosity for others. But what, but what if we don't give? What if we are not generous? Did you ever consider our own lack of generosity may lead to God's withholding generosity from us? This is the case of the rich man in today's gospel reading. God withheld his generosity to the rich man who withheld his generosity to his neighbor. But it could have been different for the rich man in today's gospel lesson. The outcome could have been completely different. We can see a different outcome for, the rich, for a different rich man, a rich man who acted generously to his neighbors. In another spot in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 7, there is another rich man, a centurion, an officer of the Roman army, who gave generously to the local synagogue. The Gospel says the centurion even built a synagogue, although he wasn't even a Jew. When the centurion's slave became sick, the Jewish elders that lived there approached Christ on the centurion's behalf asking Jesus to heal the centurion's slave. The Jewish elders said to Jesus, He is worthy of having you do this for the, him, for he loves our people, and it is he who built our synagogue for us. It was the generosity of the rich man and a foreigner that spurred the Jewish leaders to ask Jesus to help the centurion. He freely gave to his neighbors, and they remembered it. The centurion's generosity led to Jesus being generous to him. The centurion lived this axiom of Christ, freely you have received, freely give. 
we today here in the church have this same potential to be, to be either unresponsive or responsive to God's generosity towards us. We all face two possible futures, two possible responses, two possible ways of life. The way of, of the centurion, of course, is the way to go, to be generous with what God has so graciously given to us. We can do this by helping the poor, by giving to worthy charities that do great work for those in need. God saw the centurion's generosity and heard his petition, although the centurion was not even a part of God's people. We have the same potential the centurion had. We, too, can help. We, too, can be generous. Christ accepted the generosity of the centurion and in return was generous to him and healed his, his, his slave. Remember, Christ told his disciples, freely you have received freely give. The billionaire Robert Smith paid the student loans for all those graduates at Moorhead College. His generosity will not be forgotten. His hope, though, is that his generosity will spur others to generosity. Freely you have received, freely give. Let's take a deep look down inside and see if we are in the position to help those who are less fortunate and respond to God's generosity to us. The centurion did this and gave freely. Today, I leave you with the words of St. John Chrysostom when he preached on this parable of the rich man and Lazarus over 1,600 years ago. He said, I beg you, remember this without fail, that not to share our own wealth with the poor is theft from the poor and deprivation of their means of life. We do not possess our own wealth, but theirs. If we have this attitude, we will certainly offer our money, and by nourishing Christ in poverty here and laying up great profit thereafter, we will be able to attain the good things which are to come. By the grace and goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ, with whom be all glory, honor, and might, with the Father and together with the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. Amen.